from Star Wars fans to this week's episode of Duel of the Ranks, a show where we debate takes so hot that they build a planet with twin suns. My name is Brody, and I'm joined by my co-host, Amanda, as we attempt to discover what story is truly the best from a galaxy far, far away. On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing ranks and hot takes from The Clone Wars Season 1, Episodes 11 and 12. By the end of this episode, we'll have a definitive answer on where these pieces of Star Wars content ranks amongst the rest. Amanda, we were on a pretty good streak. Episodes were getting better. Yeah. And and we watched these two. And then now we have like an arc of two. And Yeah. Wait, we're getting to the end of season one, though, aren't we? We are. It feels like it's gone so fast and so slow. Hold on. Are we really? I guess we are. There's only there's only like isn't there like 20 episodes, 21 episodes? Either way, we're about we're over halfway done. There's 22 episodes in season one. So we're over halfway done. Yeah, we've we've reached it here. Yeah. At this point. I guess what happened? These two episodes. Okay, so <laughs> these two episodes together um, are called the Florum Arc, and it can. God bless you. <laughs> it contains two episodes. Episode eleven, Dooku captured, is about during their own attempt to kidnap Count Dooku. Anakin and Obi Wan discover that the Sith Lord has already been captured by pirates. This introduces us to one of my favorite characters, Hondo Onaka. And then episode 12, while negotiating Count Dooku's ransom, Anakin and Obi-Wan are taken prisoner. The Jedi and Sith form an unlikely alliance in a bid to escape with Jar Jar Binks as their only hope. Another Jar Jar episode. Another Jar Jar episode. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like when I saw Palpatine send Jar Jar to you know, be their savior in mm-hmm. that moment, bring the spice, I was like, that should have been assigned to everyone that he's trying to doom this yeah. mission. Yeah. Because clearly, you know, yeah. something, something's up. If you're sending Jar Jar with however many, you know, equivalent of millions oh, of yeah, dollars worth like of drugs. Oh, yeah, there's like two Jedi that are being held prisoner by and also trying to capture a Sith Lord. Now, he didn't know they were prisoner yet, but still, there's a True. Sith Lord. Yeah, they were like, talking. who's the best person to help us with this job? Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Yeah. And everyone's just like, makes sense. I know, right? Especially after the last, like, seven episodes that we've watched. I've introduced all of these other interesting Jedi characters. Nope. That's Jar Jar. Well, let's get rid of, like, him dealing, you know, with any sort of dealings with these pirates for a second. Something that takes some sort of, like, you don't want a political novice. Someone who's got really no negotiating skills. You want someone who's established, been there, done that, can actually have great dealings in this. So obviously, if the chancellor is actually recommending that, that's a poor decision on his part. Yeah. That's why it's pretty obvious. It's, I I think he's more surprised that everyone was like, really, I can get away with this? Well, Jar Jar doesn't, isn't the only one that is sent to, to join him on that. Um, He's also sent with, what's his name? I just want to get the senator's name correct. Um... Wait, that's the other episode. There's another guy, another name. Who he dies. dies very fast. So, yeah. Oh, Senator Karis. All right. Yeah, he was this old guy. He's introduced as sort of this like old guy, and I thought it was that this was in the second episode anyway when Jar Jar gets sent sent to rescue Obi and Annie. Um, 
And yeah, he like dies in the crash along with a couple other clones. And I was like, holy cow. They like show his like dead body. Yeah. Like, like, like laying there (laughs) after the crash. Like he's not bloodied or anything, but I was like, dang. That happened. Yeah. Like you and your family were eating dinner at the dinner table and we were watching this as this was happening. And I was like, wow. Dead yeah, person. <laughs> right there. And not only that, it, the, the, it ends with uh, Count Dooku. Finally, when he's able, he's, he's, his binds for the first time in the episode are broken. Mm-hmm. And he's free. And what does he do with that? Well, he immediately uses the force to force choke one guy. And he uses that guy's blaster to shoot his companion. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. whoa. That was so cool. That alone was definitely like the best part of both of these episodes. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty dark, but at the same time, like, finally, like, Count Dooku, because you kind of, at points, kind of grow to like him in this, Mm -hmm. where his he's engaging with Obi-Wan Anakin, and, you know, Obi-Wan at one point compliments him, saying something like, clever, or like, whatever, Mm -hmm. something along those lines, saying something positive about him, and, um, you know... And the same thing, there's like quips that go back and forth and not that they've got a relationship there, but you find admirable qualities and it's called out for the audience almost like you're supposed to because Hondo Onaka even says like, I want to be friends with both of you, even you count, like you're not so bad, something Mm -hmm. like that. Like, yeah, they're painting him in a nicer picture when he's all bound up. The moment he's free, he just... Goes through him, yeah. and it reminds you, oh, this is actually who this character yeah. is. I along that point, I, since um, Obi Wan, Anakin, and Count Dooku are sort of like tethered together um, by the pirates in that second episode, it offers yeah some really fun moments between all of them where they are forced to interact and work together as a team. And I think there is some like really fun banter between all of them where Dooku kind of like takes a jab at Anakin and Obi-Wan is like, see, I'm not the only one that thinks that you're annoying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like, that's, that's exactly it. He's like, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you for seeing what I have to put but up But then with. I also, I also caught that Obi-Wan um, tells Dooku that he's just as like unintelligent as the pirates. And I felt like that was kind of out of character because I feel like Obi-Wan and Anakin both know Count Dooku like is respectably wise. I'm so glad we're talking about Obi-Wan's character for a second. Cause he said something last him? week that, you know, that this, it <laughs> thought, I, I thought a lot about it and you said, would Obi-Wan see Barbie or Oppenheimer and I really couldn't tell at the time and you were like oh he's for sure Barbie and I've thought more about it and now I stand firmly in the camp where I don't think he's seeing Barbie I think I don't even know he might see Oppenheimer but Obi-Wan if we put him in today's world he's totally that guy that doesn't have a TV he doesn't Mm. go to the movies he's got his books he's going to no I'm not going to go see Oppenheimer I read about it Uh, he's like that guy where he's you know doesn't have social media. No, he's not on social media. He's very elusive. Yeah, and like if you really want to catch him, be sure you go on his backpacking trip to mm. Oregon or otherwise he'll be in Florence this spring. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's Obi-Wan. <laughs> he's not yeah. seeing either. You know, that, I mean, until you see Barbie and Oppenheimer, <laughs> we'll have to circle back on that. I also have As had, one who's seen neither. <laughs> I, I, ha- I see now Oppenheimer, so I've completed my my journey. Mm. But um, we did have a comment on one of our Instagram 
post with the um, discussion that we had last week about Barbenheimer. And Patrick had said, I think Padme would be one to watch Oppenheimer. And after he said that, I was like, actually, that makes a lot of sense because Padme is very much into like the political drama yeah. and the the high stakes of that all. And I bet she would be really into the performances. She seems like an award show girly. So, yeah. I I'm I'm with it. I'm, I'm with still it so glad that we were both like Team Rex to see a Barbie. Yeah, I'm still standing <laughs> totally behind that take where I absolutely think you think you would. And yes, we see see in the comments here we we did make it today. We were a little late to the recording. For folks who don't know, we record these every Thursday live at eight o'clock. So join in, join in the conversation with you us. Say live at eight o'clock Central at, time. But as you know. It's a little bit after eight. Yeah, it's a little too. bit after late. I was busy on mm. another podcast I host where I just had both uh, Dark Chaco and Element Seven hosts of Dyad in the Force uh, on that podcast, and so that was you know anytime you get to have those guys on the conversation sometimes can run a little long, but we're here, we're doing this now, and and I mean the only other thing that I really want to talk about is <laughs> and then the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, is is Hondo Onaka. We get his first, um, a Clone Wars appearance here. Yes. Now in the comments, we finally, for our audience, most of our audience is podcast audio only. And KG is the loyal listener who always shows up to the live episodes. Whereas again, most of it, most of you listen on demand and we love it live. KG, you're always there. She said in the comments here, just watched episode 11, which means she's finally seen it. So wow. all of those folks who listen on demand that have been following this, now they know. Katie's finally done. There's like a poll that went out. Will, are, will KG, will will KG she or won't ever she? watch one? And she did. She watched it. So yeah, I'm curious as to what she thinks of Hondo Onaka. Because for us, we've we've known this guy for so long. Right. So he's, yeah, even he's, though like I am excited to see him and introduce him, I still only gave the characters like a 5.3 because like, Yes, I'm very excited for Hondo to be a part of the story, but in this episode alone, his character is just being introduced. I do really like the scene where Anakin and Obi-Wan have to show up to like Hondo's like hideout. That's a good that's a good name for it. Hondo's, Hondo's hideout. hideout. Sounds like where, a bar. Where yeah, well, they are a bar and they're like feeding drinks to people and um poisonous drinks. Yeah, at the very end of the episode one of the weak way pirates like put some poison in Real their freedom. drinks and the uh the two of them like swap them out when they do their cheers and i found out that um at the beginning of the episode obi-wan and anakin wake up after being drugged with their drinks in the second episode however at the end of the previous episode they had switched out their spike drinks the show originally had web comics posted on the official star wars website which tied into the various episodes this was the story that required you to read the comic to understand how anakin and obi-wan were captured by the pirates and it's actually pilf muck muck who is the uh what is it this what do they call it? Monkey the Oh yeah, those things. Those salacious yeah. crumb of yeah. it. He gassed the entire room. So that's sort of the missing piece of the story where you're like, how did they end up being yeah, captured? Because they wondering. just were like, huh, we're too smart for you. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm glad you did that research because I was curious and I didn't care enough to do it. And yeah. I'm, I'm well, glad that's an interesting um aspect. I wonder how long 
they did the web comics. I kind of want to look into that a little bit more and see at what point did they decide to like scrap it. Like nobody's reading these web comics. Um, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, overall, when we look at the rankings for this episode, let me pull it up here. We've got... Woof. The first one, 47.1. And the second one, 47.6%. So, not hot. Um, They're interesting. The best parts of these episodes were for sure when the characters were at their best. Really, that was just Dooku and... Hondo Onaka. Yeah. I mean, nothing about Ahsoka, the clones, Anakin, Obi-Wan. Jar Jar. Jar Jar. And I mean, we talked about it. We were looking at each other. There's a lot of dialogue between Anakin and Obi-Wan throughout that's just painful. Just painful. Circular dialogue. And so, you know, it hasn't hit its stride yet. It's going to. But right now, there's a lot left to be desired. So, overall, we gave this arc the weakest arc ever. Yet. Ooh. Yeah, as far as scores, it looks like, yeah, 47.35, which is the lowest. Um, looks like, yeah, Newt Gunray 64.4 with ooh, Malevolence at 53 and R3S6 at 49.65. Ooh. Yeah, the Clone Wars season sl- one's it's a, getting. It's a climb. It's a climb. <laughs> yeah, KG we, we said um, the Space Cadet Kenobi was cute, and I would have liked to ride on that slide that Annie took to try to catch Do- Dooku. And that's so funny that you say that because as soon as Anakin and Obi Wan approach Dooku and he like pulls the lever and he like has a, a trap door shoot, I look over at Brody and I'm like, he like always has a trap door shoot. Like everywhere <laughs> yeah. he goes, that's just like really on brand for him. So it's <laughs> just kind of weird. Yeah, like I want him to be in like the most random places and just like pull out a button and it's like, oh, we're in like the middle of the desert, but oh, a shoot just drops and it's it's his escape. He's in Walmart. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no. The line is too long. Yeah. It's just for dumb reasons. I also in the in the second episode, which was titled "The Gungan General," uh, one of the pirate bikes that um they're riding in the outside has a mud flap girl painted on the nose yeah what yeah do you want to see i did you want to see wow you see that okay see season one you're right season one they did not hold a lot there it was weird it's like it's a kid's show but we're gonna throw some stuff in here we're gonna throw some murder some <laughs> murder yeah i'm gonna throw you throw some murder your way and you know and so they had the like pinups. pinups yeah it's yeah you know i was wondering how um how far they were gonna take it in like hondo's hideout because there is like a woman like dancing on the table and i was like what kind of bar is this yeah and that's that <laughs> like, i was kind of what, worried for what are they gonna be doing i'm like what is happening here cartoon network yeah You're getting a little more dicey than- i mean if you remember those old, those like 90 early 2000s cartoon network shows though they were like raunchy i don't really remember them that well besides ed ed and eddie which i 100 percent know like that was like yeah i don't think that's getting made on any kids platform now yeah definitely no i remember being like a young kid and Ren and Stimpy was on. And I remember kind of being traumatized by it because I was like, what is going on? Why are they freaking out so much? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's um that's what happens when adults on drugs make programming for children. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I heard about like SpongeBob too. It was made yeah. for like adults. It does have like yeah, that tongue-in-cheek humor, which is a really fun way to do a cartoon. Yeah. On have you seen any of those TikToks by the way where they plug SpongeBob and Patrick into other things? Mm-mm. Oh my it's my thing this week. I'm Wait, sorry. Like well, their voice or like? Oh no, it's it's them. Like someone, you know, rotoscopes, like takes some at 3D green screens and whatever, and they they take them outside of that and they plug them into something else. Like, like they had Dragon Ball Z where Patrick Stewart's just mocking Goku as he's like charging up for like a Super Saiyan. And okay. Patrick- no, I have heard like each of the SpongeBob characters, their voices have been thrown into AI and then. They sing popular songs. Okay, I've so seen it'd be some like Plankton singing, like running up that hill. You know. Wow. All right, I have seen some of those things, but I'll have to show you after this because, yeah, like I said, Goku's just getting ready to go ham, and Patrick's on the sidelines. Just if you could only see how dumb you look right now. It's just like it's so funny. It's so funny. I'm not doing it any justice put a link in the description y'all okay. go do yourselves a favor and check it out it's hilarious um all right but without christian we are really off the rails you know completely i mean this episode is a little off the rails yeah i mean there's not really a whole lot to dissect look they anakin it was really much like a bunch of like cat and mouse like we start off yeah like oh we're here to catch you oh you escape well we're gonna catch you and then like oh he escaped again but we're still going to catch you. But where did he go? Oh, we caught him, but we're also going to catch you. And now you're all going to try to escape, but I'm yeah. going to catch you. That was literally the whole story of both of those episodes. So Yeah, and that's exactly it. Anakin's caught, but then he gets free. But now we've got Dooku. But oh no, Dooku got away. So now we got to go get Dooku. But now Dooku's in custody of the pirates. So now we're going to go get him. But now now we're kidnapped. Fuse them all together and make them all. And then they all tried to escape like two different times and they get caught both times. And it's like. What more can we add to this plot? I know. I'm like, all right, we're kind of hitting that same drum yeah. over and over. That's all right. Yeah. Um, okay. My question for you, though, at the end, Obi Wan lets Hondo go free. Mm-hmm. Says, you know, we're men of honor, and we're not gonna like, which is stupid because, like, oh, men of honor don't hold people criminal hostage? accountable. Like, what are you? Yeah. T- what are you? What are you trying to tell me? Like, oh yeah, like you totally, totally broke. So many Federation laws. Now, obviously, Federation, wow, I've been watching Star Trek. Uh, you, bro- <laughs> <laughs> you broke laws of the Republic, and there's no way. I mean, obviously, you're not in Republic space, but still, at that point, you could say, no, like, if you're going to do this, you're going to harm other people. I'm not saying I fully agree or disagree with Obi-Wan. I just think it's funny that on the precedence of honor mm-hmm. is why he's going to let them go. So... My question for you, if you're Obi-Wan in that case, are you bringing Hondo in? Are you punishing him? Are you leaving him be? Or are you like a full-on Sith in that moment and just letting him have it? <laughs> Count Dooku style. Um, it was it was a cool, interesting plot device that at the end when Count Dooku escapes, um Obi-Wan and Anakin get to decide that like they don't want to take Hondo and charge him with 
capturing them and holding them captive. Um, and Anakin seems upset about it, but I am kind of, I personally would be like, yeah, you can't get away with that. But I do like that. Obi-Wan is like, you know, we've got bigger fish to fry. I don't want to have to deal with all the red tape and the bureaucracy of like dealing with you right now when Count Dooku is like the main focus. Yeah. So he's like, as long as like you understand that I'm like letting you go and we're cool, then we're cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of like that. That makes that be the type of be be the type of pirate you wish to see in the world. You know, but it's so pretentious. It's like, oh, I'm because I'm honorable. Mm. Remember that Count Dooku's not. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Good job there, Obi-Wan. Pat your own back. Like, yeah, I'm I don't know. Job well done. You didn't do anything. I think Anakin, I don't know. I think I'd probably align more with him where he's not going to say anything based on honor. He's going to be like, look, I'm busy. So I got to go get Juku. But just know, I didn't forget about this. And if I ever see you again, like that's, I feel like that's Anakin's vibe. I think Obi-Wan saying like out of honor was definitely like a little high and mighty. Yeah. You know? That's Obi-Wan. Yeah, definitely. He just sugarcoats himself in layers of pretentious BS. All right, I've lost so many fans. He's a nice guy. Hopefully. He's all right. He's okay. Obi-Wan learns a lot of lessons. I'm a much bigger fan of old man Obi-Wan. But anyway. Well, I guess that concludes that part of the episode. We don't really have much else to say. We gave it like a 47.34 for this, that arc. So it's... Yeah. You know. Hopefully the second half um, starts to pick up. And honestly, we won't be able to finish the second half of the season because in just three weeks, Ahsoka hits the airwaves. Yeah, and it's 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 crazy too because we have a lot of... I mean, it's been unfortunate because with the writer's strike going on, there's a... And I totally understand this. There's a lot of amazing Star Wars content creators who aren't going to be posting anything about it, talking about it during that time and standing in solidarity with the writers. Totally understand that from our perspective. I mean, if you want to know where we stand on that and why we're still going to be talking about it, go check out our previous episodes. We highlighted why we're going to still be going and, and doing that. But yeah, there, you know, some folks won't be able to, we're not going to really focus as much on guests on that series like we normally do. And another thing, normally we do, put out bingo cards for, you know, like we did Mando season three and we are still going to be doing Mando again for Mando. Yeah. (laughs) Bingo for that bingo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not Mando. We're going to, we are going to do Mando again when they do season four, but not now we're doing bingo Bingo for for Ahsoka. That's the one. So if you want to do it, here's the good news. It's going to be hundred percent free this time. First time ever, we're doing it 100% free for our listeners. When you reach out to us, I think we had like 40 signups last time. So we expect, come on, we got to reach 100 this time. It's free. Why the heck not? Whole thought there is, well, hey, until the writers get theirs, we're not going to get ours on that front. So free bingo. Let us know and if you want to play. And it's just a fun way to like kind of watch along with the show um, last season when we did bingo for Mandalorian, um, my husband Jake would bring out, he printed out his bingo card. So every episode he could be like, oh, going to check that one off. And then he would always be like, are you guys going to count this one? You better count it. 
So it adds just a fun little layer of competitiveness. And we'll probably still give give out some swag as as a prize if someone gets a bingo. Yeah. Well, we've got to make sure someone gets a bingo. This last time it was crazy. Like yeah. we had so many we'll people sure. that finished at like four. I was like, wow, because they all started so hot, and then the show went in a direction that no one could expect. Bo-Katan became the main character. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, well, it's going to be hard, But dude. yeah, knowing that this is like unofficially season five of Rebels, mm-hmm. that gives us a lot of like stuff to pull from, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think it's time for hot takes, so let's, uh, let's get into it. Don't be too proud of this podcast you've constructed. The ability to rank content is insignificant next to the power of an exceptional hot take. It is hot takes time, and I've got a hot take today. So we find time and time again that the Republic for which it stands seems to be this pure thing for everyone on the inside but literally you've got count dooku and by the what they're going to do to get him they're the transaction at terms obviously uh republic credits are worthless out there in the outer rim so they're trading spices so and obviously an enormous i mean we can i'm sure the equivalent of millions of dollars here so in order to do that obviously now i'm not here to say they made the right or wrong decision, but their fingers, their hands totally got pretty messy in an attempt to bring Dooku in because they're like, whatever it takes. But one could also send the outside like, I understand why the Republic might take that approach, but if you're a Jedi, it's just another thing where I'm like, how many people are going to suffer because of the spice that's being distributed here? And it's not talked about, thought about in this episode, but the Republic's like, yeah, whatever. Just give it to him. Whatever. And like the Jedi are like, yeah, and we'll facilitate that transaction. We're good. First of all, where's the Republic just like drumming up millions of dollars of spice? They're like, oh, yeah. let me go hit our spice dealer that we have on speed dial. Yeah. Now, I do want to say there may be a point someone could add that maybe spice at the time wasn't what it was, what we know it as today, where it's this illegal. Mm. Maybe it's Substance. just like like saffron is a literal <laughs> spice, but it's extremely rare and extremely valuable. Yeah, and that could totally be it. It's and, saffron. Yeah, it's <laughs> saffron. It's 100% saffron. See, when I first watched this, I didn't even know anything about it, so I would assume it's something like that. Um, something that has like, you know, gold or silver, yeah. that kind of value. And so that could be the case here. But you know what? The Jedi and Republic have shown their hands are so messy anyway, and they'll do whatever it takes, that I'm going to say, no, someone in there knew that these were drugs used for illicit purposes, and yeah, the Jedi turned a blind eye to it. So, proof of corruption. Yeah, I um, I think it's pretty damning. Um, I would like to know more about drugs in Star Wars. I feel like I've brought that up before because we've talked about the death sticks and we've talked about spice, especially in the Mandalorian and in book of Boba Fett. Um, we also know that Poe was like a retired spice dealer. Like does spice need to be refined before it has like a certain effect, like a drug. Um, 
And I don't know. I think there's just like a lot of lore that is that that creates sort of this realistic world and makes sense because you have to have these corrupt like mafias working with something, you know, but it's also very like we gloss over it so much. So it's just spice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it highlights how governments in general have to um, do whatever they can to win a war. And it's not always, it's actually pretty much never ethical. <laughs> it's not yeah. always an ethical way to, I don't think there is an ethical way to win a war. So yeah, it's, it's more for me, the Jedi. than Yeah. The, the Jedi that. doing that is really icky. Helping broker that. Deal. Like That's maybe if it was a Senator, I'd be like, Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you're like all of them. I mean, Yoda was like in the room. Like, they know what's going down. They're not like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about the ramifications of all the people? Like, at what cost mm-hmm. with this war? Or what? what's it going to take for us to say, so, you know, I mean, if they were, as we already know, they were blinded by the, really their own ego is yeah. what it seems. And so whatever it took, that's what they were going to do to get the war done. And ultimately, like, the Jedi become very muddled in what their purpose is supposed to be in this war. And I think that showcase, that's getting showcased in this, like, situation. I also want to bring up how when Obi-Wan and Anakin are searching, or no, Obi-Wan first boards the ship to find Anakin, he's just searching room by room. And he's not even using the Force to be like, oh, I know where Anakin is. I feel like they just really don't use the Force in the ways that they should sometimes. Yeah, we talked about that, too. That's another point. Yeah, that's like, why not? You're a Jedi Master. Yeah, shouldn't you be, like, non-violence all the way and, like, mm-hmm. only pull out the lightsaber when you need it? But Yeah. All right, so with my take, what do you want oh. vote up, vote down? It's been a minute since we've done this, so... Um, is it a, I don't know how to, what are you saying is the hot take? I'm just saying the Jedi are more corrupt than we thought. They're <laughs> going out and they're saying they are definitely okay with all of these drugs being facilitated. They're going to turn a blind eye to it so they can end the war. I think it's Regardless a hot take because nobody else has brought it up. And I agree with it. The Jedi are complicit in the drug war and can't be trusted that is a pullable tweet right there <laughs> they're complicit there in the drug go. war and can't be hot. trusted that is that's a hot take right there <laughs> roger 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 indeed wow all right well with that i think before we close up should this show should we talk about some interesting star wars news yeah so andor as we know is coming out with a season three mm-hmm. and i'm hearing more and more just mutterings that there's going to be some crossover action. Wait, with what? Well, they're not really saying. I mean, a lot of the folks believe it's going to be Darth Vader, but they said they're going to be crossing over with other properties and, you know, can't be Mandalorian. So it's got to be probably something from the Obi-Wan series and or I did Darth see Vader. that Tamara Morrison had... Um like approach Disney and was like, you better give Boba Fett another season. I swear. That really happened. Yeah. I mean, not in those words, but yeah, I think so. Wow. 
Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, I'm, I'm not looking for Andor to try to expand in that way. Like, it has a very specific focus. It only has two seasons. What else? I, I do think it does make sense to bring in, I don't know about the Inquisitors, but a Darth Vader figure, absolutely. Mm. Um, I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, obviously, I mean, absolutely the Tarkins of the world and those kinds of folks. Like, as. Reva? I don't know about her either. Again, we're talking about unless there's a Jedi presence mm, there. Mm-hmm. But you can absolutely see Darth Vader, Tarkin, the Emperor, those guys. Like, you'd love to see him because where we didn't see them in the first season, but these guys weren't a big enough deal for them yet. I mean, remember, the, at first, that's, that's what I love about this. It kind of feels like a video game in that the opposition, the adversary in the beginning, the antagonist, is Cyril. Mm-hmm. And to go from that to what will be the Emperor, I mean, obviously, because the attack on I mean, that Rebel Alliance, that's the ultimate last stand above Endor. And so, you know, it's going to happen sooner or later. So it would, why not introduce it to in some capacity in this show? So lots of great writers coming on, lots of great directors. And hopefully they can, can, can be paid. Yeah, hopefully a little bit. You hopefully, know. just give him some money. Hopefully, just a little bit of a little bit of money. In other Star Wars news, um, maybe you've you should be familiar with like from a certain point of view is those like series of anthology uh-huh. short stories. Um, the Return of the Jedi one is coming out soon, and it features a short story from the beloved Dexter Jetster. Oh. Which is a shout out to Christian. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> His favorite character. And I know that Christian does have um, an, at least one of the certain points of view copies. So be on the lookout. Yeah, he's going to have to definitely get this one so he Come can on as a guest read the short story. Tell yeah. us what it's all about because we're not going to read it. The There's a little snippet of the story. It's called The Veteran by Adam Lance Garcia. And this was posted on on Star Wars books on their Twitter. Dexter Jetster thought of the boy he had met on Lenara and all that the boy would never see. He thought of the warrior the boy had become and the war that had been lost. The war Dexter Jetster had helped start. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Wow. All right. Yeah. Maybe I will read it interesting stuff well do we have anything else to say about star wars on this week's episode of duel the ranks because i know we can talk about a whole lot of other stuff could we could i don't think so i think i said everything i needed to say you said everything all right well i want to say i fully back tamara morrison if he really did go back to disney and say we need a second season i'm fully there with him hopefully it happens so yeah that's all i got he threatened to go full boba fett on him on them if they didn't so what what version of Boba Fett the one that just like falls over and no gets drunk at a party or like yeah the like slave one shooting down the <laughs> the churchgoers yeah the, church, the innocent churchgoers <laughs> yeah the biking oh man well all right well that's this week's episode of Duel of the Ranks be sure to listen and we've got a very 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 special episode coming up 
We're nearing 100 episodes. 100! And we've had a lot of amazing co-hosts and guests. So be sure to be listening out for that one particularly because we've got some really fun surprises for y'all. So anyway, that's this week's episode of Duel of the Ranks. Thanks so much for listening in, and we look forward to catching you next week as we break down more of Season 1 of The Clockworkers. Clockworkers.